where you going? No, man, you got the right classroom. Come on in, take a seat beside me, my friend. Hey, look, here come T.A. Charlie. Let's see what he got to say. Chag Sukkot Sameach, y'all. See, Klingon You're again. watching the Road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanova. <laughs> Homeroom is on Rumble. You just go to Rumble and you search the channels for the Road to Concord. It's one word. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. Might mean you got to set up an account, but it's fast, it's easy, it's free. I did it. You can do it. For those technologically challenged members of the class, you can also catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Sometimes on YouTube, definitely not today, but uh, we do that usually on Wednesdays. Then you can catch the podcast after the show. It's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Just look for The Road to Concord. You can go to the blog page. That's roadtoconcord.com. That's where you find all your show notes, study notes, and handouts for the class. Finally, you can email the professor at Joe at theroadtoconcord.com. He's a little slow right now, but eventually he'll get around to emailing you back. Phones are on today, 229-469-0335 for registered numbers. We only accept calls from regular known listeners. If you wish to call in, you must be a known class member that has participated in the chats on a regular basis. You may then request phone access through an email. If you find our classes helpful, please click the thumbs up, like, subscribe, and share it with those you think could benefit from it. Just warn them, Joe is an acquired taste. You got to be around him for a while. Like Vegemite. What he's like, you know. Uh, this show is listener sponsored, meaning we do not solicit business advertising. So we are not limited <laughs> in the content we provide for y'all. With that said, we ask for your participation on value for value basis. If you find our show of value to you, then you provide an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link on the Road to Concord blog page, the show description on Rumble. And in the comments on the other streams. Hey, we all know T.A. Charlie isn't all there. Now, just stay seated and give it a chance. you soon realize we not might be the smartest, but we each independently form opinions based on reason and logic. We're free thinkers. Let's see what the road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic has on the lesson plan for today. You know, Charlie, we might be need time to send the tortoise a new script, see if we can't change up our intros a little bit. Nothing wrong with this one. Don't get me wrong. It's just, you know, got to yeah. keep things new and fresh. I've got some in the catalog. I'll have to look and see we'll if we want to switch it. it up. Okay, folks, real quick before we get going for the day, because today will be a good day. <laughs> if you're a political junkie, <laughs> you may not be happy with me. We're going to be tossing candy everywhere. But <laughs> for those of you who don't understand that... Ask one of your classmates who are behind enemy lines in Georgia. They'll explain what it means to toss your sucker in the ground. Um, we're not going to be on live on Monday. I don't even think we'll have a replay up. We're going to take Monday off. You know, it, it's Columbus Day. Indigenous Peoples Day. Columbus Day. Indigenous Peoples Day. Columbus Day. Indigenous Peoples Day. Whack. Columbus Day. <laughs> not this again. <laughs> Wabbit season, duck season, wabbit season. Anyhow, <laughs> Natasha was trying to keep me and Charlie behaving before the show. It's a losing battle, Natasha. But we're going to take Monday off, mostly because BB looked at me and said, you're taking Monday off, right? And I am a wise husband who has survived 20 years of marriage and is still happily married. So I said, yes, dear, because yes. I've learned. Yes, dear. Yes, the boss says, asks a question 
and you fill in the blank real quick. That wasn't a question. That was a command. Got it. <laughs> so we'll be taking Monday off. Okay. I promised you politics today, right? <laughs> There's going to be a rant here today, guys. It's going to be a good little rant. Um, we've got a lot of stuff to cover today. And I'm pretty sure that somewhere along the line, I'm going to start speaking so fast that if you listen after the show in 1.5 speed, you ain't going to be able to keep up, Jack. You go to your show notes, you know, right here, show notes, you know, roadtoconcord.com, blah, 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 blah. This and the show notes go on and on. And yeah, on, this is friend. probably the longest list of links I've ever posted in a in a show notes so far. And we're not going to read all of it. Don't worry. We ain't got time to do that. But we're going to start here. This is not the B. And, and none of these are put in any particular chronological order, but they are all fairly recent um, titles. This one is judge on the Trump case once gave a speech about overriding juries, ruling with emotion, and enjoys absolute immunity. Why is this guy the judge over Trump's case? I, when you read this thing, you come down here, it says in uh, 2015, the judge uh, from the Trump case gave a lecture to some college students. And it's scary to think of the amount of power this lunatic has. It says, because um, he, what was it? It says, is, uh, he uses tools to override jury decisions that he doesn't like. And he rules based on emotion. And it's already been made clear that he doesn't like Trump. And look at it, the little doofy little moron over here in the right with his little smiling to the camera. He ruled that the cameras are going to be allowed in the courtroom, you know, because he wants his day in the, and, you know, and he loves the fact that he's immune. You can do whatever you want and nobody can touch me. That's not true. You can impeach this jack wagon. But he's also anti-Trump. And this is a bench trial. I, I don't remember what happened, but I don't know. I don't. I think that was directed. Somebody have to fill me in on this because I haven't been paying attention to the Trump trial too much. But why doesn't Trump have a jury? I, I would have thought for sure Trump would have wanted a jury trial. Was that denied him? Because if so, then this this whole trial is just, just a farce. But you have a judge who's flat out told you I've got a bias and I rule based on how I feel. How the heck has this guy not been recused or removed? How did he? Even if this was Joe Biden on trial, I would not want a judge, a conservative judge of this leaning, overriding, you know, presiding over his trial. There's nothing here that has anything to do with the rule of law. It, 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 question for you. How in the Sam Hades heck did that man ever get on a bench? Who put him there? How did he stay? How did he even get? How, how is it he's a member of the bar? lawlessness it's 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 all lawlessness folks it's all lawlessness so now we're going to go to this one here this is from the daily wire philadelphia area school district bans biological boys and girls bathroom after 400 students walk out in protest a father said his daughter was distressed after believing a boy was in her bathroom folks why did it take the students walking out to get this school board's attention why didn't the parents do this? But congratulations to the students. Okay, this is pushback. We got to do a lot more of this in this country now. When, when, and, and pay attention, pay attention, because when we get to the second half of the, well, the, the second third of this show, when we start talking about Trump and, and 
McCarthy and what's going on with the GOP, <clears throat> this is going to come back again, folks, because what you have here is pushback. And it, it, uh, we need to start doing more of this. Congratulations to those students. Shame on the parents. Now we've got this story. We're going to go back to the Federalist Papers here. It says, wow, far-left DA takes things so far, even a Soros-backed attorney general had to step in. What? Yeah, when, well, when you read through this, this guy was letting people off. Here's a quote from one of the, one of the victims. It says, I couldn't breathe, Sherry Burnett said to the Tribune, describing how she felt as Moriarty explained why the teenager charged in her son's murder would avoid jail time. Barnett said, I said, I just got to get up and get out of here. I never would have imagined in a million years that it would have went this way. What happened? Well, you know, one of the Soros DAs decided that, oh, yeah, he, he killed her son, but we're just, we're, we're going to let him go. He's a murderer, but, you know, you know, why? Racism. You know, slavery. Because slavery happened 200 something years ago. We've got to let everybody off today if, you know, or whatever. Or, or because you know, I had bad, I had bad sushi last night, and I'm a liberal, so I just rule from how I feel. We've already covered that, Judge. Remember, he rules how he feels. Well, that's a progressive. How do I feel today? Where's the where, where's the rule of law? What? Where's? Why is this? Where's the governor? You know what would have happened to this DA in the state of Florida? DeSantis would have put the hook on his neck and kicked him out of office. And the liberal media would have been, oh, my God, he's a tyrant. No, he's doing his job as governor because this DA didn't. Governor can't do that. Yes, he can. Read the state laws in a lot of these states. Yes, they can. That's their job. Protect the people. Enforce the law. We're not doing that. Why? Why? Why is all of this happening? Why? Why, 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 why? Somebody get their Occam's razor out, get it dusted off. We're going to need it before too much longer. Let's go to the next one. Now, and notice I've got a lot of right-wing stories for you today. Well, there's a reason for that, because the left wing won't report any of this crap. But these are true. These are stories. You can verify them. This is from the Gateway Pundit. Report. New York City hospitals and medical centers are being overwhelmed by illegal immigrants. Well, why do you even treat them? Well, we've got to because the law says you got to treat everybody. Why does the law say I have to treat an illegal alien? Who we got there, uh, Charlie? Phone was ringing. Jimmy. Jimmy Zinker, can hey. you hear us today, sir? How are you doing this morning, sir? I'm a little riled up, Jimmy. How about yourself? Um, uh, well, I haven't gotten that far along. I just tuned in with you and on maybe the three sentences that I've heard, I can tell the subject that you're on. So I wanted to call in and recommend that you, um, that you and the listeners look into the book, the Gulag Archipelago. Yes, I know. You've been talking about that one for a while now. Oh, yep. brother. <laughs> in, in the Gulag Archipelago, the author who was a officer in the Russian Red Army uh, arrested off the battlefield while commanding his troops and sent to the gulag for eight years for a letter that he wrote to a colleague. He, uh, it broke him from sucking eggs on communism. Yes. And he describes in this entire book, case after case after case, letting the world know how the communists manipulate and weaponize the law 
to eliminate their political adversaries or even people that they deem as a a threat in any way, shape, or form. Um, they were sending people to the gulag for up to 25 years and putting them in front of firing squads for extremely petty and fabricated offenses. We've had presidents do that in this country before. In fact, Charlie better turn on his microphone. We had a president do this back in 1914, 15, 16, 17, the one who told us that progressive means American communism. It was mm -hmm. Woodrow freaking Wilson. Hundreds of thousands also, of, of prisoners because all, they spoke bad about um, him. Yep. You also had a president uh, lock up an entire state government for four years without due process because he thought they might succeed from, succeed from the union. <laughs> was that uh, Lincoln? That was Abraham freaking Lincoln, and that's never talked about. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> right? Y'all have a good morning. Oh, you'll be calling back in before the day's over, Charlie. I mean, uh, <laughs> Jimmy, <you>. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, folks. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are in a bad spot, but why are we, why are we, why, why? Why are we giving benefits to illegals? And they're not illegal immigrants. They're illegal aliens. And they're coming across the border in numbers that form and function. This is an invasion. This is being allowed. Oh, no, Joe, he's building the border wall. Well, just hold on. Keep, hold your britches. We're going to get to that. Let's go to the next story I have in here. Again, Gateway Pundit. Outrageous. German family who sought asylum after being fined by the German government for homeschooling their children now faces U.S. deportation after 15 years. Oh, I'm fuming over this one. I have got to watch my language on this one because I'm with Charlie. Why were they being fined? Homeschooling. Why are they homeschooling? Because they're Christians and they don't want their children indoctrinated with this left-wing atheist religion. Atheism's not a religion, Joe. Take it up with the Supreme Court. Take it up with the dictionary. Until you get past those two, zip it. I don't want to hear you talking to me about something that you don't know what you're talking about. Atheism is a religion. Meets the definition, meets the form and function. Supreme Court ruled it that way. End of story. So, because they don't want an atheist religion forced down their children's throat, they're being fined by Germany, so they flee to America. What is Biden going to do? Kick them out. But he will allow Muslims into this country in untold numbers because they're being persecuted for being Muslims. We'll get to that in a minute here, too. It's, it's not Biden. It's not Biden. I, I am this story here. This is as un-American as it gets. If somebody could tell me who it was that made this decision. I'd do everything in my power to make them famous. Or should I say infamous? This country is supposed to protect people like this. What happened to us? What happened to us? Still in the Gateway Pundit. This one, Biden administration to disregard environmental, historical, preservation, and Native American gravesite protection statutes to build border wall segment. Okay. 
Time to talk. First of all, why are you building the border wall there, Joe? I thought we were open border society. Didn't your boss Soros tell you not to do this? He promised not to do it. Yeah. But I just heard on the news this morning he had to do it because they they allocated funding for it and he couldn't use the funding any other way, so he had to build the wall. I don't believe that story at all. I don't either, but I'm just saying this. And he sets aside 26 laws. Now, he can do that as the president of the United States. He can legally, constitutionally do that if, if he declares those laws unconstitutional. Well, Joe, he can't do that. The Supreme Court, no, mm -mm, you haven't read the Constitution very much lately, have you? Constitution says all three branches are equal. All three branches can decide whether or not a law is constitutional. They're equal. They're not equal in their roles. They're equal in judging the Constitution. None of them is over the other. So the president can say it's an unconstitutional law. Now, if Congress passed it and the Supreme Court says it is constitutional, now you got two to one. You got a process by which you overrule the president. But none of that's going on here. He just sets it aside for this case. Brothers and sisters, when you have the chief executive who decides when and where he will enforce a law, you have tyranny. You don't have the rule of law anymore. Isn't that a dictator? Yes, that is exactly what okay, it is. Just making sure. And that is exactly what Woodrow Wilson said he wanted the president to be. And he used the word dictator in his writing. He didn't see a problem with it back then because that's that was before dictator became a bad word. When he was writing, it was considered a good thing. You know, the pace of life in 1914 and, and before was moving at such an incredible speed. We didn't have time for due process. The president just had to be able to make up laws on the fly because things were going so fast in the 1910s. Gee, I wonder what he would say today. What this is, is all lawlessness. We have to pass a bill to know what's in it. But this is all lawlessness. And if I'm not mistaken, there's 26 different laws that he had to set aside here for this. And I didn't share the story. He now has to buy the materials, $300 million worth of materials for the wall that were bought under Trump were sold for $2 million for scrap. And now he's got to buy all that back at regular market prices again. The government waste going on here. Sandy McClendon coming on the board. He's only doing 25 miles. That only leaves 100 more with no walls. Why not just put the money back? True. You know, when he says, I've got to spend it because the, the it was allocated, you don't actually have to spend it. Well, yeah, you do. No, you don't. No, you don't. Just because... Congress allocated the money. You don't have to do it. You want to know how I know that as a fact? When I was in the United States Marine Corps back in the late 80s and the early 90s, we trumpeted the fact that we were the only branch of the service that handed money back every year. We were, we were something like uh, 5 or 10% of the military at the time, but we were something like 40 or 50% of it, its offensive military punch on just a fraction of the budget. And at the time I was in, Marine Corps Commandant was very proud of the fact that some years he handed back 25% of his budget. Yeah, but the culture and at least it's the changed. other the other services. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you don't spend your budget, yep. your budget will be cut in the following year. But the fact that we handed money back proves you do not have you to spend it. You don't have to, but it, yep. and there's so much waste because of that problem. Exactly.
but that was also a demonstration that if if your budget will be cut, our budget wasn't cut, Charlie. We kept getting the money we needed to run every year, which kind of proves that that's not true. Now, I don't think you could pull that off today. The The climate has changed. But the point of the matter here is that Biden's lying through his teeth. Climate change. I don't. Yeah. I don't know why we're building the wall here right now. I, I, I know this. Whatever the media tells you, that's not the truth. Well, Joe, you can't. Yes, I can. Left wing, right wing media, whatever wing media you want to call it. Don't believe it. If Epoch Times comes up and tells me they've figured out why it's being built, I might read that article. You know, a totally independent news news organization. I might read that. But, yeah, Biden's doing some funky stuff here. I, I have no idea why. Also on the Gateway Pundit, it says, a Biden regime's SEC sues Elon Musk in their baseless, quote-unquote, investigation over his perfectly lawful purchase of Twitter. Musk issues a response. Musk, to the best of my own, and I haven't dived into all of this, all that detailed. I'm aware of these stories. But to the best of my understanding, Musk hasn't violated any laws. So why are we investigating him? I know the answer to you. I put my little paw in the air. Because he took over one of their public control mechanisms and isn't letting them run it the way they want to. What? Yeah, he grabbed a hold of a social media site. And he's using it his way, not the FBI's way. What are you talking about, Joe? Uh, Just hold on to the second third of the show. You'll see. But remember, most social media is in cohorts, cohorts, whatever, coordinating with the United States government, which makes it, by definition, propaganda. Which, once upon a time, was illegal. Public-private partnership. Also known as fascism. But we build fascism through propaganda that we learned from Woodrow freaking Wilson. Okay, well, you know, that's, we built the Reich using propaganda. Maybe we're going to be the fourth Reich. I mean, we did import most of those Nazis into this country and put them in our government. Why are we going after Elon? What did poor Elon do? He ticked off the political masters of the country police state also the gateway pundit police state fbi quietly created a new category of extremists ahead of the 2024 election to include trump and maga supporters (sighs) folks you do know that this is illegal right under the constitution you're not allowed to make a law that makes a certain political person illegal it's an ex post facto and a bill of attainder. Both of them are illegal under the Constitution. And yet that's what we're doing. By decree. There was no law passed. The FBI just did it. They changed a regulation, a definition. This is the definition of slippery slope. This is why you do not allow these people to get this power. This is why, like Beck was telling his audience for years, when you Republicans were building this power base, sooner or later, the Democrats are going to get a hold of it. You thought it was good when it was your side doing this. But, you know, this is why you don't do this. But yet here we are doing it. There's there's nothing legal about any of this. But do we care? Oh, heck no, man. We don't care. You know why we don't care? 
it's not fascism when we call it security or it's not fascism when we do it. <laughs> How convenient, right? This thing with the FBI, that is exactly what Woodrow Wilson said he wanted to do. He wanted a bureaucracy that could make law by changing the quote-unquote regulations in the society. It's not a law. According to the Constitution, it's not a law. Well, yeah, Joe, but we passed a law that said it is a law. You've got to amend the Constitution. Yeah, but the Constitution's a living die. How very progressive of everybody that accepts this crap. I'm tired of progressives. I'm sick and tired of them because progressive equals communist. Communist equals lawlessness. So, ergo, progressive equals lawless. If you're a GOP and you think you're innocent from this, uh, hold on, buttercup. Here's another one from the Federalist Papers. Fast food workers now have highest guaranteed base salary in state as Democratic governor signs in a new law. This is, it uh, may as well be the case. California new fast food minimum wage will be $20 per hour, $450 more than the state's minimum wage for everyone else. This is, again, illegal. The Constitution says that you cannot pass laws specifically for this type of thing. Not that anybody cares, but let me ask you a question. I don't care what it is you do for a living. I'm... Let me say I get to be governor and I pass a law that says um, you must donate 10% of your budget every every month, 10% of what you make, even before taxes, to the road to Concord. You have to. You don't have a choice. How long are you going to be able to operate? I'm, I'm going to take 10%. A lot of us are living paycheck to paycheck. We're barely making it. I'm going to take an extra 10% before taxes. They're still going to tax you on it, but you know I'm taking right. I'm taking your gross, and that's not going to be enough because you know I'm going to find ways to spend that. So I'm going to have to raise it to twenty percent, and that's not enough because once I have twenty percent of your money, I, I'll, I'll find a way to raise that. So we're going to make it thirty-five percent of your income before taxes. How long before you're broke? Well, how long do you think it'll be before these fast food companies are broke? When you read this article, <clears throat> excuse me. You're going to, uh, it's that season again. I swear I need a dump button. My apologies, folks. You read this article, you're going to find out that uh, California also has the highest cost for fast foods. If you want to go there, it's your Big Mac is going to cost you 15, 20 bucks now. Um, how long before people quit going to Mark McDonald's? In how long before McDonald's goes out of business? Well, that won't happen, Joe. Really? Have you noticed how many businesses are leaving the West Coast and how many businesses are leaving like Los Angeles and San Francisco and Portland and the places where they dictate this type of stupidity? Have you noticed what's been happening? People like myself have been warning for decades that we're going to reach a tipping point with this socialism. And once you get over the tipping point, you enter the death spiral. There is no coming back from it. You are in the death spiral, folks. There is no coming back from this. The only way to fix this is to remake the nation, which means that the nation you had before, you well, we saved America. No, you didn't. You will be resetting America, which means it's no longer the United States of America. You're not going to get to keep what you had before. They will, they will put a new system in place. They might even pretend. They've done that several times already, but 
you know, they pretend the Constitution's still in place. It isn't. The progressive revolution of, of the early 20th century changed this nation forever. And before that, Lincoln. There's a reason Jimmy Zinker's upset with Lincoln. It, it, it's, he knows the true history, not what we're taught in school. So this, this thing with minimum wages, this isn't the good thing people talk about. Comment on the board from Tolokas. Hillary says we need to be reprogrammed. That's exactly what they're trying to do, brother. Here's the next story for you. This one is also still in the Federalist Papers. It says majority of dealerships inventory stolen in the first week of business. Owner says he probably won't survive it. Yeah, there was a guy opened a new car dealership in Philadelphia. And they stole something like 80% of his new cars the first week of business. They just came in and stole his cars. What the heck? is wrong with the people in Philadelphia. I'm, I'm looking at the people and I don't, mm -mm, this is not a skin color thing. This is a culture thing. This is culture. I don't give a rat's rip what color the thieves skin was. I label them all hoods, lawlessness. What the, I, I, Why do you, I suddenly realized I can't comment on this without getting myself in trouble, Charlie, not just with the social media, with my audience <laughs> yeah. there folks, honest to God, there is a full blown Arlie army gunnery sergeant rant in my head right now over these topics that we're reading. The problem is, is if I went into it. Charlie would bleep. I would sound like R2-D2. Every word that daggum wrote. Yeah, like that. He'd be bleeping everything I said. Now, for those of you that were former military, I'd be stringing 5,000 adjectives together, and you'd be like, yep, I understand the gunny just fine. <laughs> but I have, I literally have no civil words to explain my disgust for this, but it gets worse. It gets worse. Yes, it get, it, it, get, it gets worse. You know, this it's worse, worse than, than that, that Jim. Jim. Why is it worse than that? Because, but wait, there's more. Here we go. Let me show you. This is the next story. Watch. The shelves are bare at this CVS in D.C. because thieves keep showing up right at the delivery times. What? Yes, the thieves show up when the delivery trucks come. And they steal everything. Okay. I might be a little stupid here, but if you're a police officer, oh, wait a minute, they don't have police officers in D.C. anymore, which is why the mayor of D.C. is yelling that he needs more cops. Well, who defunded the police department? Oh, yeah, the same mayor who all of a sudden realizes he needs more cops. Okay, if you still had a cop in D.C., and I knew that you were stealing everything off of the delivery truck when they showed up. Don't you think maybe I could just show up with the paddy wagon when the delivery truck was there and collect me a whole bunch of hoodlums? 
own just like you know this you the, the new car dealership is losing its car maybe i could just stake out at night but that'd be entrapment yeah hunting over a baited field right the game warden will get you for poaching when you do that i don't folks i do i do not have words i don't Dust off and nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. If you don't get the reference, Aliens 2. And we're talking about dusting off from planet Earth and nuking the whole freaking thing. It's, it's the only way we make sure we get all the riffraff. But don't worry. They're in the process of getting ready to do that. That, that that's called a teaser there folks we, we we've got that coming so hmm i gotta send a text message re- real quick here this is very unprofessional but i've got a friend of mine from high school that's in town wanting to try and get a hold of me and he keeps forgetting i'm doing the show he knows about the show but you know i just had to tell him hey ding dong he's a millionaire a real millionaire but you know those things that don't pertain to him we've got another one here san francisco doom loop continues coffee giant closing seven locations of in the heart of the city starbucks is closing seven stores in the heart of san francisco but don't worry it has nothing to do with the lawlessness in that area according to starbucks so why are you closing them well, maybe because they're not making money. Well, why wouldn't they be making money in an area where they don't use money anymore? They just take what they want. Hmm. I, it, it, Charlie, I could be wrong, but I'm seeing some causal connections in all of this, right? The sociologist in me would say, ah, um, and figure this out. But for some reason or another, the progressive left, you know, the world of science can't figure out what's going on here. You, you can you help me with this, Charlie? What the heck? Why, why do you think they can't figure this one out? Well, because they're irrational. Hmm. Might be. Personally, I think it's because if they actually stop to figure it out, they might realize they're not God. Well, that's irrational. But that, that's another story. Yeah, that is another story. Okay, what else do we have? Oh, yeah, we have the Gateway Pundit. City of Portland tells residents not to call 911 except in event of a life and death emergency. So you're not supposed to call 911 when something's being stolen. Newsflash for you folks. If I lived in Portland and you came to steal some of my stuff and you're the thief, I promise you that according to the city of Portland's new directive, you would be allowed to call 911 because you would suddenly find yourself in a life and death emergency. Not my life and death. Yours. (laughs) Yes. Oops. Natasha. I'll get yelled at for that later. She disappeared. (laughs) Oh boy. Jeez. I told you I am not responsible when I'm in rant mode. I'm doing my best to control myself as it is right now, folks. I'm sorry, but I am. This is just totally. What is the purpose of 911 if I can't call you for an emergency? 
What is the purpose of government if you're not there to protect my property? You, well, we're there for, no, no, you're not there to hand out the welfare. If you're not going to protect my property, there is no reason for government. So this story is actually telling the people of Portland that there's no reason for their government anymore. But Get then, rid of it. But then you'd be a vigilante. No, 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 no. This is why natural law is important. Uh, now you go with natural law. Come on now, Joe. The, the, you can't have any of that. The reason for government in this country was to protect property so that you didn't have to act like a vigilante. But if the government is going to renounce its job, the right of self-defense revolves back, devolves or goes back to, reverts back to the people themselves. You're just a hater, Joe. Yes, I'm just a hater in the fact that I think that the people of Portland, the individual people of Portland, have a right to defend their life and property. But but, if, crim, but criminals have a right to live too, Joe. Not when they come take my property. They don't. They but, forfeit it. They violated natural law. Natural law is above man's law. But they, they just needed to eat. Government welfare programs take care of that. Hey, hey, Charlie. Little tip, um, quit poking the bear. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah. You might not was. make it out alive, and I'm not there to be able to really do anything. So just a friendly warning. Let's keep going. <laughs> We're not done. We have another story. I don't know. This is the independent sentinel. Democrats won't give emergency funds to Maui and Florida without billions for Ukraine. Millions for Maui, billions for Ukraine. This shouldn't be such a surprise. Billions to illegal aliens, just a few dollars to Americans. Billions to the foreign countries, just a few dollars for Americans. Where are you getting that money from? Oh, well, we, you know, we're just printing it out of thin air. And putting the debt on the Americans, which is basically theft. Why are we? You know, I should have thought better of this before I did this show. I want to curse. You're going to blow a gasket. Today. I want to curse, man. I, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm not screaming. The veins aren't popping out in my head just yet. This is this is good. But we have oh, almost an hour and a half left. Joe. Oh, <laughs> it, we got a ton load of stories left, too, man. We ain't even started scratching the surface just yet. What, what? Okay. This is the best I can do, folks, but I'm going to have to resort to my military radio vernacular where you're not allowed to curse. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot over. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. This. Just keep going. You know, Ukraine's more important than Maui. Pentagon running. This is from Stars and Stripes. Pentagon, Pentagon, you know, the puzzle palace is running low on money to replace weapons sent to the Ukraine, DOD comptroller says. What? Well, not only is it more important to send money to the Ukraine than to help the people in Maui, it's more important to defend Ukraine than to defend the United States of America. Um, I hope I don't get in trouble by saying this, um, but... If the American people understood how few weapons we actually have in our inventory, they would be scared. Oh, I can't say that word either. Yeah, it's worse than that, Jim. 
We've got a great Air Force, folks. We ain't got to worry about Jack, except the fact that those F-15s and F-16s that we rely on, you know, the bulk of our, our Air Force. Well, we got F-35s, Joe. No, no, you only got a few hundred of those, if you do. And that's a piece of crap airplane. Well, Joe, the, nah, you don't know Jack about that airplane. That thing's a piece of garbage. It flew by itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you in just one piece of how bad things are. Whoops, things are the Air Force. The bulk of the Air Force F-16s and F-15s that are under G-limit loading, meaning that they cannot fly at their maximum efficiency. Why? Well, they lost an F-16 a few years ago because it pulled too many Gs and the nose fell off. What? Yeah, the nose fell off. The plane came apart in midair. The pilot managed to escape thanks to the ejection seat. But the plane came apart because the airframe is worn out. All the airplanes we're flying right now are worn out, except the F-22 and the F-35. Now, it's public knowledge. I'm not telling you anything that isn't been reported, but the F-22, Lockheed in its brilliance, did not put corrosive protection on the inside of the airframe. So that airplane is deteriorating from the inside. It's not going to last as long as it was supposed to. Most of them are already starting to have problems. And the F-35, the F-35 actually lost the competitive bid, just like the, F-20, the F-22 lost to the F-23. The F-23 was a better plane. Politics, we bought the F-22. Stupid mistake. The F-35 was a much inferior plane to the A-12. That one won the competition. But because it looked so weird, we couldn't buy that. Air Force idiots. So now... Now you've got an airplane that isn't worth garbage. I mean, the, the F-35 is not what, what the media tells you it is. That's propaganda. That's The F-35 is a piece of garbage. The Marine Corps did not want it. It was forced on the Marine Corps. Marine Corps said, uh-uh, we don't want this piece of crap. We got it anyhow. It's garbage. You're not going to be able to fix this airframe either. It's not like the Osprey. This one's not going to evolve, and they'll have to make it work one way or the other, but you're not fixing this problem. This is a design issue. It's, it's, this is stupidity. This is what happens when you got morons running things in the military. And it gets worse than that. This is just a surface level issue. The United States military is a is all but a paper tiger. And we are bankrupting it, which is what the left has always wanted to do to the United States military. Well, they're succeeding. But the people who make the weapons are getting rich. And that's all they care about. Next story. Federalist again. Biden announces $9 billion in taxpayer-funded student debt cancellation. He is the chief executive. He's not allowed to do this. Private citizens own that debt. That's theft right there. Oh, no, that's right. The student loans are now under the United States government, right? Remember when Obama nationalized that? So technically, I guess he can do this. But doesn't this require an act of, of Congress? Well, apparently not. When you have the deep state that's been constructed inside the framework of the old U.S. constitutional government that, you know, Woodrow freaking Wilson was building, I guess now the president's dictator. Only that this tapioca pudding eating moron, he's not running this country. Biden ain't running jack, folks. That dude probably not, not, the Babylon Bee did a story the other day. Says Biden, you know, it shows Biden on a on a hand cart, a dolly being wheeled in for a 
for a speech. That's not all that far removed from truth anymore. Have you watched this man? He can barely walk. How many more press conferences are they going to wheel him out into that they have to shut down in the middle of the conference because he he loses it? The medications aren't even working anymore, folks. What that, There's more lawlessness. Why is that president still seated? Well, I'll tell you why they haven't removed him. Because his backup, his vice president is not, well, it doesn't matter that she's not legally qualified to be president. We don't pay attention to the law anymore. It's because you don't put somebody in office whose greatest claim to fame is flopping on her back and sticking her feet in the air. And yeah, I did say that. That's how Kamala Harris got where she's at. That is exactly how Kamala Harris got where she's at. Do the history. Look into it. You'll find out. So she fornicated her way into the VP's office. Well, even the Democrats know you don't want to put that person in charge. So you keep pumping Biden up as much as you can because the guy who's behind both the VP and Biden is the one who's actually really running the show. And we can't allow the curtain to get pulled back. So whenever things are getting really hot on Biden, we go in and we arrest a Democratic congressman because, you know, that shows how great we are. We finally got ourselves a Democrat. Well, he's been corrupt for decades. You've known that the whole time. Why'd you finally arrest him? Well, because Hunter was in trouble. And Hunter's going to lead to Joe, so we need a distraction. You know, look, there's an impeachment proceeding going on. Drag out the get rid of the Speaker of the House campaign. You know, release the crack. Oh, I'm ahead of the class. We'll get to it. Let's let's just let's just see what else we got here. We got some more stories. This one's from Not the Bee. It says they've gone too far, and I think they know it, but they will refuse to fix it. And this is about transgenderism but it's also about the left in general. This is about leftists starting to realize that leftists have gone too far. Y'all understand why progressives started calling themselves liberals, right? Back in the 20th century, because they went too far and they had to change their name. They had to rebrand and they started calling themselves liberals. Well, the liberals went too far and they started calling themselves progressives again under Hillary Clinton. Now they've gone too far again. But you know what? We've never reclaimed the ground they take because they're good progressives. They nibble a little and they hold on to it. They nibble it two, three steps forward, one back. They've been doing that for a century and a half now. They're not going to fix it. They're going to double and triple down. That's all they know how to do. Well, you know what's happening here? This is a good story. This one's worth your time. This is from International Liberty. Red state versus blue state. If you go and you look this up on Google, Blue states are always better economically than red states. We make more money. We support the country. We're the ones that are actually making. Ah, no, nay, nay, nay. Mm -mm. You go looking where people are actually doing the work. What you're going to run into here is those blue states are losing money. Individuals are losing money. You're making less and less and less in those blue states. And in those red states, you're losing ground. You're weak. The orangish colored states, those are the ones where it's doing okay. Politically. The states that are blue and red here are actually Democratic for the most part, primarily. The states that are doing okay are Republican in nature. Now, that's got nothing to do with the political party in charge. That's got to do with the people who live there. So what you have here in every in that map, the red and the blue states in those maps, that's where all your moochers are. That's where your Wesley moochers are. You know, gimme, 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 me more, 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 more. I want to steal, 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 steal. And the government's helping them do it. And people are leaving these states in droves. 
the death spiral has begun. You will not save it because the people in the orange will not do what's necessary to save it. If you want to save the orange, you must cut the cancer out. It's too late. You can't cut the cancer out. Look, you got some inside the center body now. You can't because the only way to cut that cancer out is to purge the people. I don't mean kill them. You could round them up and deport them back to some leftist state, you know, California or Oregon or whatever, back to New York. But the orange won't do that. The orange refuses to even acknowledge that it's in the death spiral and that the cancer is killing it. We, 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 won't, we won't take the chemo, man. Can't have that. Florida hits Biden administration with a massive lawsuit alleges that the White House is intent on driving our country into the ground. What? Okay. We got to talk here. This is where part of the rant is really going to get good. Trump, 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 mega, mega, mega is going to make America great again. But you have only one person in the Republican Party showing you the legal way, the constitutional way to handle all the problems that we're dealing with right now. You got one and you don't want nothing to do with Ron DeSantis. You want Trump. Why? You don't want to legally fix this mess. What you actually want is to get back atomism. You want to go score a touchdown against him and get back ahead on the scoreboard. You don't want to fix the problem. Or you'd be looking at the man who's been doing it. Now, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a DeSantis fan. I've told you before, I, I, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. But as long as he's doing the work of the sheep and protecting the sheep, until he starts eating the sheep, he's all I got. Won't vote for him again, but I'll publicly support him because he's doing what he said he's going to do. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And he's right. This is an intentional destruction of the country on purpose. This is this is Cloward and Piven. This is the Bubba effect. That's what this is here. If you go to the, the road to concord.com today's show notes, this is Glenn Beck video explaining the Bubba effect to you. In a nutshell, push the American people harder and harder, you know, nudge, shove. We want to get them to where we can shoot. The only reason, the only way you can shoot the American domestic terrorists who are MAGA is if you get MAGA to pick up arms first. So we're going to push, 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 push. Lawlessness everywhere. Injustice. We are going to just, we're going to spit in your face. We're going to urinate on your head and tell you it's raining until you guys start organizing and picking up a weapon. Then I have my crisis that I've been looking. You know, Ronald Emanuel and Hillary Clinton. Never let a good crisis go to waste. I've got my crisis. The whole world's going to heck in a handbasket. The rank, rank and file American is going, oh my God, I need some help. And in steps Henry freaking Kissinger. Today, America would be outraged if UN troops entered Los Angeles to restore order. He's referring to the 1991 LA riots. Tomorrow, they will be grateful. This is especially true if they were told that there was an outside threat from beyond, whether real or promulgated, you know, made up, that threatened our very existence. It is then that all the people of the world will plead to deliver us from this evil. The one thing every man fears is the unknown. When presented with this scenario, individual rights will be willingly relinquished for guarantees of their well-being granted to them by the world government. 
Henry Kissinger Bilderberger Conference, Evians, France, 1991. So if the one crisis is good enough to reset the globe, you know, COVID, why not throw the kitchen sink at us? UFOs and aliens, global warming, you know, climate change, pandemics, Trump and the MAGA seditionists, lawlessness in the streets. And that man has nothing to do with any of this. That's Franklin Delano Roosevelt saying in politics, nothing happens by accident. If it happens, you can bet it was planned that way. Wait a minute. Are you saying they planned all of this, Joe? That's exactly what the Bubba effect is, folks. It's a planned, it, it, it's a plan to make you rise up so that they can smack you down. Top down. Coming on the board from JMW78. People want the circus. Yes. Van Jones, top down, put the pressure on the people until the bottom rises up. Then you change it from the inside out. It's a revolution. It's a progressive revolution. They've been using your money and your system and your law and your country against you for decades. People have been warning you this whole time. Oh, they're just conspiracy theorists. They don't know what they're talking about. In case you haven't looked, score right now is conspiracy theory batting a thousand. Everybody else who thinks they're saying zero. Sooner, excuse me, sooner or later, you would think that the people who are batting zero would realize if I keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result, I might be crazy. The problem is crazy people never question themselves. Hey, y'all do realize what I just told you. The people who think they're sane aren't. Normalcy bias. It's a form of insanity. It is. It is. It's delusion, which is a form of insanity. Nobody wants to wake up and face the monster they're facing. Oh boy, we are facing a big hairy one. The the new world order. It's the beast. But you know, who can fight the beast? I know somebody who can fight the beast with the word of his mouth. A lot of us gonna get to meet him soon. You know, people who don't believe in him. Well, the spaghetti monster is real? Well, yeah, but he's not called the spaghetti monster. I tried to tell you about this too, but you instead of calling me a conspiracy theorist, you said I was a religious wacko. I'll be honest with you folks in my personal world. I'm getting about fed up to hear with people who tell me I'm a nut. Have you followed behind me? No. Then how do you know I'm a nut? I just do. The little bunny foo-foo me in me wants to scoop that field mouse up and pop him on his head, but I know it wouldn't do no good. All I'd have is an idiot with a sore head. You can't save them. It's not your job. Sound the alarm. Those who listen, good. Those who don't, just as good. Their blood will not be on your hands. I mean, it's scripture, but you know, what the heck. But before you can sound the alarm, you got to know what it is that you're trying to tell them. And if you're watching... Bongino, Hannity, Beck. The only other one out there talking head that I know of who's actually trying to explain any of this, and he's he's not even perfect with it. I'm not perfect. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But Steve Dace is the only, and I haven't listened to him now since I started this show. So I haven't been able to listen to him for a year. Once you start one of these shows, you pretty much don't have time for anybody else. But... When I quit listening to him, he was still trying to wake people up to the fact that you're in a religious, you're in a spiritual war. 
he was the only talking head I know trying to do that. He's only got an audience of about 4 million. We're, we're never going to get that because he still talks more politics than he does anything else. And I don't care. I don't care. I, I've given up. I, I don't worry about the numbers here. I, I don't. I don't. I hope that I can find enough of you to help us keep the show going. That's all. That's what, that, that's what it is. But you are in a spiritual war. You are. And if you're not going to recognize it and acknowledge it, you're not going to begin to fight it. You're just not. And if you can't fight the war, don't hope to win. That, that's, that ain't going to work. It doesn't happen. Let's go to the break just a touch early. Going to give you six minutes when we come back. I'm going to talk to you about this thing going on with the GOP in Congress right now. Oh, boy, do we have some things to show you. There are some people awake out there in the Republican Party. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's all kabuki theater. And I think it's all done for a reason. But wait till you see my take on this one. Might not be what you think. And if you're a Republican, buckle up, because I'm about to get you ticked off at me, man. But if you're a fan of Carol Quigley, <laughs> get your pom-poms ready. You're going to be doing some cheerleading. See you in six.
and we're back. Okay, real quick, if you didn't catch the message at the top of last hour when we started the show, we're going to be taking Monday off. And then uh, Charlie will do Tuesday with us, and then Wednesday until whenever the heck Charlie decides to get back from the vacation he's taken, which, by the way, was unauthorized. But I guess Gummy Bear commanded him, and he's got to go. So yes, hit, Gummy Bear is his BB. So, yeah, he's like me. Gummy speaks. He's he yes, dears, and off he goes. Happy wife, happy life. Actually, I think it's actually happy wife. You get to keep life. But <laughs> anyhow, for, Natasha will be running the show for us until he gets back. We are going to get right on back into what we were doing. I'm going to start with the second half of your show notes. It says, while all the stuff we covered in the first half is going on, this is what the Republican Party is doing. This is from the Federalist GOP circus. Kevin McCarthy voted out as Speaker of the House. And when I was reading through all of this, what I got out of it was, we all hate Matt Gates. Why? What did Gates do? Gates actually had the audacity to expect the Speaker of the House to keep the promises he made when he wanted to be the Speaker of the House. Okay, well, wait a minute. So Gates says, keep your word. McCarthy says, no, it's time to compromise. We've got to get this bill taken care of. We got to do the work, people's work. Let's time to compromise. I, I didn't mean those promises. This is more important. How very progressive of you. How very progressive of you, McCarthy. Yes, progressive. Why do I say that? Because he's a progressive. Walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, looks like a duck, you know, form and function. So when he acts like a progressive and Gates says, hey, you're not supposed to be a progressive, now we all hate Matt Gates. Why would we all hate Matt Gates? Well, because the GOP is the right wing of the progressive bird. It's acting like it, talking like it, looks like it, smells like it, sounds like it. I mean, sooner or later, you got to say form and function work here. You're the right wing of the progressive bird. Well, there's more. We can keep going with this one. Let's let's keep going because it's sooner a point here. One of these we've got to read. I don't remember which one it is, but here it is. McCarthy booted. There is a disturbance in the force. You know, it's never been done before, but this is Gateway Pundit. Now, back to the Federalist. New acting speaker goes after Pelosi, tells her to vacate office by the end of the day, or else. When you read through this, this is all about how he told Pelosi to get out of some special office that she's part of. But this is the part that caught me. DC Drano. This is a Twitter page. He says, just so that we're clear, Obama is controlling Biden. I don't think there's any doubt about that anymore. And Soros controls Obama. And somebody else controls Soros. Okay, Obama is controlling Biden. Pelosi was controlling McCarthy. I wouldn't doubt that one bit. The DOJ is controlling the Trump indictments. I also wouldn't doubt that. The FBI is controlling big tech censorship. That's actually been proven. Zelensky is controlling the foreign aid that we're giving him. That's proven because we put Zelensky in there. He's an American puppet. He's an Obama puppet. Big Pharma is controlling the media. There's a good argument to be made there. And BlackRock is controlling all of the above. And guess who controls BlackRock? The Fed. Yeah, this, this, that, yep, got it. That makes sense. You got a problem with any of that? You want to argue against any of that? If you do, hold on, Buttercup, because I'm going to defend this guy called himself DC Drano, because I'm pretty sure I can make his case for him. Y'all have seen me bring receipts before on things like that, right? I, I can be pretty gnarly when it comes to people trying to tell me this is wrong. 
I told you I can make every one of those cases. I can make them hard too. Let's see what we got here next. New temporary house speaker orders Pelosi to vacate the Capitol hideaway office. Well, that's cool, man. That's just, you know, that's fluff and candy for the Republicans. Look, we got a new temporary house speaker and he's giving it back because that's what we want. We want to get back at her. We hate her. Get back at her. Anything that. Did anybody take this mess to look to the ideal? The only person that's actually focused on deals and principles here, we're going after him. But it was cruel because they did it when she was flying to the funeral of Feinstein. Who gives a rat's rip? It was cruel. Who gives a rat's rip? We just got to get back at her. What was the purpose of it to begin with? I've read this story and it doesn't tell me why they wanted her out of that office. But I do know that if you keep reading, you go to the Gateway Pundit. The question is, why was she still in the office? I know, but they also told Jeffrey's staffers, you know, they cleaned out Pelosi's office when she wasn't there. So everybody's ha ha. We're all loving that. But they also told this guy, Patrick McHenry, to get out of the majority leader, you know, Stenia Hoyer to vacate his Capitol Highway. Rather, majority leader has to get out of his hideaway. So they were equal opportunity. They they went after both parties. But I, I don't I don't understand. What's the deal with the offices? Mess on the offices. Screw these offices. That's all chaff. That's flat, man. That, that that's that's deception. There's no principle going on here. Nobody's pointing to ideal or principle. You know, Joe, you went back to that natural law thing. Yeah, because that's the that's the target. No, stick to the Constitution. The, the Constitution just tells me how to hit the target. Focus on the Declaration. The only person that's standing on any type of principle is Matt Gates, and his party has turned against him. If you are a rank-and-file Republican, what the Republican Party is telling you right now is that your principles do not matter to them. All they want is your vote. Yeah, Joe, that's why we need more Republicans so we can take over the party. Has that ever worked? Ever? Anywhere in the history of American politics? No, it is not. No, it has. Well, they took over the Democrat. No, they didn't. You better trace that Democrat Party all the way back to its beginning under Jefferson. Well, Jefferson, ah, Louisiana Purchase, anybody? Totally illegal. From the beginning, this is they've just gotten worse and worse and worse as they've gone along. They're, they, they've been the party of racism and apartheid, all this. No. No. Well, the Republican, no. That was eight people who stepped out and started a whole new party. Well, we can't start a third. Why? Well, Rush told us we can't. Uh-huh. That's exactly what he was put in place to do. Keep you from following Ross Perot. Well, Ross Perot was a sawed-off hand grenade with a bad haircut. Did you ever look into Ross Perot's allegations against Bush? I didn't at the time because I was a I was a ditto head. I was, I was a Rush, good, everybody bad. Yeah, I was a zombie. I started looking into Ross Perot's allegations. And then it led me to the Bush family. And I started realizing that when Perot told us that the Bushes were actually physically threatening the life of his daughters, I looked into that. That is entirely within the realm of not only possibility, but the character of the man, George H.W. Bush. He's not the good guy that he's been painted at. Look into his history in the CIA. He didn't change his stripes. You're right, Charlie. I'm going to get myself in trouble today. Do a little research, folks. If you're in the Republican Party and you consider yourself a principled person, 
and you consider yourself to be aligned with the principle, the founding ideals and principles of this country, you're in the wrong party. You're in Teddy Roosevelt's party. Teddy Roosevelt, go read some of the things he wrote. Go read the new progressive. We've read Teddy's words. Look into what he did over in China and Japan. Teddy's not a good guy. He's not. He's a populist. He's a lot like Trump, which is why the Republican Party loves Trump. Because the Republican Party has become a progressive party. NPA. NPA. You know what part of this is all about? This. This, this idea that former President Trump to be nominated to replace Kevin McCarthy as the Speaker of the House. What? Well, why, 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 why the heck would we want to do that? Well, Wayne Root and Gateway Pundit, Trump for House Speaker again? Whether he wants it or not, he's the idea that exposes all the rhinos and changes Congress forever. Does he now? Is Trump really exposing the rhinos? The idea is that you put Trump in office and then you get rid of Biden and Kamala Harris and Trump becomes president again. Well, how very progressive. Go around the rules. You can't get the people to do what you want or you can't get the law to do what you want. Just by hook or by crook, make it happen some other way that looks legal. Very, again, very progressive. But does Trump really expose the rhinos? Let me ask you a question. And I need you to put on your thinking cap for this one. You might want to whip out old Occam's razor here real quick. If I equal the playing field, what do you remember about Trump before he announced that he was going to be president? Big ego, right? You know, I got the best of this and the best of that. And it's wonderful this and it's wonderful that. And he's go fire you. And he was an actor. He's an actor. He's always been an actor. He's been a ham. He likes to soak up all the oxygen in the room. But he's also a Democrat. Now, he switched parties somewhere along the line, but he's been a Democrat for years. And he was buddy-buddy with Hillary Clinton and all these big Democrats in New York City. And he'll tell you, well, I had to to get business done. No, 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 no. Look into his history. The Democratic Party loved this man until just recent times. And he is quoted as saying that he'd run as a Republican because Republicans are easier to fool. There's some doubt as to that quote. I think it's actually been embellished. But I know he said things to that effect because it was on Oprah Winfrey's show and then reported in Newsweek or whatever. And then the fact checkers will tell you he never said it. I know as a fact he said words to that effect. That's how the fact check gets a lot away with it. Well, no, no, there wasn't an apostrophe. So you, you added an apostrophe. So that's not the actual. That's how they play that game. What I know is this. If like like a recent individual who listens to this show called me and told me if you're innocent and, and this is his idea not mine this is your classmate's idea and i agree with it I, I hadn't thought about this but he's right if you're truly innocent and you're accused of something you didn't do most people scream bloody murder and you know they'll go to the gas chamber scream, i didn't do it i'm innocent that type of thing trump has never allowed himself to be tainted or tarnished in any way that he thought was unjust. He is being charged and tried for things that he's not guilty of. Why isn't he screaming bloody murder in the press? Why? He's taking it quietly. 
any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, but he's even putting up with a judge that it's guaranteed he's going to lose everything. It doesn't matter how hard he tries. He's already got a judge who's basically already told us what the the verdict's going to be in this trial in Georgia. Why isn't Trump screaming about that? Pull Occam's razor out. And I know that if it happens in politics, it's planned that way. And I look what happened under Trump when he was president. I got the Republican Party to praise Trump for locking us down and forcing the jab on us. I could have never gotten the Republican support if I'd have done that with a Democratic president. The right, the right would have raised holy hell. But in this case, the right praised the man who forced the jab on you. Charlie, I need you on screen for a minute here, brother. Charlie was just talking about, whoops, sorry about that. <laughs> I did it again. Um, he was talking about how he read this story that the jabs are being connected with, what was it, mental? Yeah, me mental problems. Yeah, schizophrenia, depression, anxiety. Yeah. Tolkas was listening to the story just a little while ago. I hope he's still listening to the show. I told all of y'all that there's a connection between the jabs and prions. Prions create something, the Jakobs of Kreutzfeld syndrome, that can present as Alzheimer's and schizophrenia. And, and when Tolkast did a little looking into this, he came back and told me he didn't really want to talk to me anymore about this mess. Not because I was wrong but because there seems to be some sort of connection here and nobody wants to research it because what we're talking about now is an extinction level event yeah. that we praised president Trump for forcing on us. And you think none of this, nobody's aware of any of this stupid old me can figure all this out. It's in the, it's in the medical references and documentation now. This is real. This is not a joke. There's hard science behind what I'm talking about right now. Charlie found the story, but the story he was reading, Epoch Times, right? Epoch Times, right. Good news source. Yeah. They haven't put all the pieces together yet. There, thanks, Charlie. There's a reason most people can't put these pieces together and won't. You have to be somebody who's trained to, trained to think outside the box to see this stuff. You have to have a certain level of absolute depravity and sanity in your head, controlled. Because you got to be able to, you can't become mad, but you have to be able to think like the mad scientist. There are certain groups of people in the world that actually have a knack for this. And they play war games and they make connections. And lo and behold, a lot of times these connections turn out to be exactly what's going on. Whether you realize it or not, if you've been a long-term member of this show, I've been trying to slowly get you to think that way. Not because I need you to join me or because I'm like making you part of a cult. That is how you become truly red-pilled. That's what I've been trying to do is truly red-pill this audience. Get you to the point where you're okay not knowing and you're okay questioning everything. Because... When you get that way, when you do latch onto something and you say, I'm pretty sure I know this is true, you've got solid foundation underneath you. 
that's what I've been trying to help people get is that solid foundation, something that they can latch on to. This is Gateway Pundit. Hannity, House Republicans have been in contact with President Trump in an effort to push Trump as the next speaker. So there's a coordination here between the Republican Party and Trump. And Marjorie, Marjorie, whatever, Taylor Green endorses Donald Trump for Speaker of the House. Says we can make him speaker and then elect him president. He will make America great again. Oh my God. Okay. Let me ask you, Republicans. Let's say Trump was president and Biden's people were trying to do this. You know, the Democrats were in control of the House and they got rid of their speaker and now they want to appoint Biden to be the speaker so that they can get rid of Trump and make him president. Would you be sitting idly by with that? Why did the, why did the Democrats actually help make this happen? A serious question. You know, just a minute ago when I said Trump's actually suggested that Trump's actually part of a kabuki theater here, that this is all theater, this is all smoke and mirrors, it's all an act. You know, you get mad at me? Why are the Democrats, why did they help Gates get rid of McCarthy? So that they could put Trump in, so that Trump could replace Biden. Why, 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 why would they do that? I, I'm just asking for a friend. Just, just, just curious. You putting the pieces together yet? Comment on the board from Sailor Sun. Why can't we make America godly again? Well, yeah, but you know, don't go to religion, Sailor Sun. Gateway Pundit. Donald Trump says he is willing to serve as speaker. He says, quote, we'll do whatever's best for the country, unquote. Yeah, like lock it down and jab us. That was best for the country if you were a progressive. So even if he's a good Republican, that made him a good progressive, didn't it? Progressives, 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 progressives everywhere. I feel like a little kid in the bed going, I see progressives. They don't even know they're progressives. <laughs> that actually worked pretty good. <laughs> I have to make myself a meme. What else do we have? Oh, yeah. Newt Gingrich calls eight Republicans traitors. They should all be driven out of public life. Yeah, well, you know, Rep Donald Trump's got to be driven out of public life forever. Republicans Republicans are traitors. They got to be driven out of public life forever. MAGA people are, uh, you know, they're domestic terrorists. We got to get rid of that. How very progressive of you, Newt. Of course, then again, you are a real politic Wilsonian progressive. Per your own words, Newt. So Newt just admitted that the bulk of the Republican Party, which is mad at Gates right now, that's every Republican in the House except the eight that voted the way they voted, every one of them are rhinos. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You're saying 96% of the Republican Party are rhinos? Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe the Republican Party has been progressive all along. And Gates and those other, you know, those eight Republicans are showing you that they're the only true principled people. And of course, they could be playing a part too. That's that's how this works. This could all be f smoke and mirrors, fun and games, and everybody's behind the scenes yucking it up. Did you see what we made those rubes believe today? <laughs> and McCarthy's shaking Gates's hand, going, "Man, that was a good job, dude. Good, good, good. Give you an Emmy later when nobody's looking. Who knows?" And I know I'm overthinking this, Joe. It's just what it looks to. No, 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 no. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. 
this is not mm -mm, FDR. If it's happening in politics, somebody somewhere did a little planning on that, folks. So then Gateway Pundit, Tom Renz, party over principles? What is happening with Levin and Gingrich? What? Tom Renz wants to know what Levin and Gingrich are both going after Gates. Because Gates is saying he's standing on principle. The whole party turns against him because McCarthy broke his word. Well, how many times has the Republican Party broke its word to its own self and to its constituents? And Gates wants to hold their feet to the fire finally. And now all of a sudden, you know, somebody finally tries to start fixing things. And, and the Republican Party turns on him. He says, you're going to put the party over principles. So Tom Rents is right. What the heck's wrong with you? Well, that's because at their heart, Levin and Gingrich are progressives. Joe, you just label everybody you don't like a progressive. No. Form and function. Form and function. If you meet it, that's what the definition says you are. Here's another one in Federalist Papers. Lauren Boebert tells off, quote-unquote, childish Republicans plotting to remove Matt Gates. What? Gates removes McCarthy because McCarthy won't keep his promises. It's all on principle. So now the other Republicans want to remove Matt Gates from Congress altogether. How is that not progressive? Get rid of your political opponent. How is that not a progressive ideal? Now, explain something to me here, please. Where? Where is the Republican Party pointing toward the natural law, natural rights, the Declaration of Independence, um, not the Constitution. No, 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 no. The founding ideals and principles. Where is a leader in the Republican Party pointing to any of that? Gates isn't even doing that. Gates is just saying, hey, McCarthy, keep your promises. Those are just old, ancient Yeah, there's old, ancient, uh, yeah, old we, white. We, we've moved well beyond that. So what we have now is a party that's really just the right wing of the progressive movement. So I have a question for you. I made a meme for you. That's Carol Quigley. How do you like me now? He's the guy who wrote Tragedy and Hope. I told you it's one party pretending to be two. How do you like me now? Because that's what you're seeing. That, that is, that's what you're seeing right now. That's what's going on. Now, let me ask you another question. And this one's very serious. What happened to the impeachment? What well, impeachment? Exactly. Well, weren't we in the early stages of impeaching Biden? We were, weren't we? What, what, what happened to it now? Where'd it go? Poof. Have you ever noticed this happens a lot? Whenever the Republicans are about to do something that the Republican rank and file wants done, we get distracted with silliness. When you prove to these people that a certain tactic works, they will keep coming back to it. So when I add all of this up and I do the political math and I, you know, add and multiply and divide and carry the one, all that crap, I make everything equal and I pull out old Occam's razor. I think you're watching circuses. I think they're detracting from something. They're trying to do, they're trying for a twofer here. They're trying to get two or three, three things at one time. Welcome to political theater. Grab yes. your popcorn. Exactly. 
that's exactly what I think is going on here, folks. That is exactly what I think is going on here because it makes the most sense. It's the easiest solution that fits what I'm seeing. Matt Gates is too stupid to be making these type of moves just off of stupid, you know, just, just because he's, he's, he's too smart for that, rather. He, he's not going to do that. So he's either playing a role or if he's serious, he's, he's exposed the Republican Party for what it is. Or everybody got together and planned this just to keep the rubes busy. Because when you distract the Republicans with this, the Democrats are on the sidelines chomping their popcorn down going, oh, this is great. And that's what some of those stories said. But the one guy, the D.C. Drano, he pointed out to you that this is all, that's what this is, man. All of this is controlled. Now, something else happened in the last few days. Something else that nobody seems to want to pay attention to. Something that's never happened before. Reminder, the FEMA alert system will sound an alarm and send an emergency alert on every cell phone, TV, and radio Wednesday, October 4th at 2.20 p.m. Eastern Time. And it did. Charlie, you're a boomer. You, you go back to when we first established this thing. Can you ever remember a time when they did a coordinated test nationwide? No. Not even in the height of the Cold War? Nope. I don't remember it either. And I'm, I've got a memory for tracking these type of things. So do you think it might be connected to this? Nuclear attack exercise and nationwide emergency alert test occur within days of each other. This is the, there was a nuclear attack exercise I know in Russia. Vladimir Putin, he conducted a nuclear attack exercise on Tuesday where they prepared for an attack by the United States. Why would be, why, why would be, we be worried about nuclear attacks all of a sudden? What, what? I, I don't understand. Does everybody have have you already memory hold how they were talking about possible use of nuclear weapons in the Ukraine? You already memory memory hold that. Do do you know what happens if they start using nukes in the Ukraine? Do do you know how fast that type of escalation spills over? Especially if somebody claims that one of those nukes accidentally got you know, we've proven to the to the to the left, yeah, uh-huh. We've proven to the left globally at all levels, especially in the Western world, that all you have to do is say, well, it was an accident, and nothing ever happens. The people will let you just wash your hands of it and walk away. So Putin starts using tactical nukes, and one accidentally gets tossed into a NATO country. Well, it was an accident. You think NATO is going to put up with that? Is an accident? No. Well, now you've invoked NATO. What's going to happen here? NATO's been nuked by Russia, even if it wasn't actually Russia that tossed that. Oh, did I say that? Well, by the time you find out that that nuke came from somewhere else, it's too late because NATO is going to be immediately forced to do this. Well, either we got to toss a nuke back or NATO's been destroyed because we'll have shown Russia we won't defend each other and the whole treaty will fall apart. Well, usually, you know, we've already done the one story. They know we've gone too far, but the Democrats, they won't fix any of it. They're just going to double down. We got that story. And well, that's exactly what will happen. NATO, NATO will be going, well, we're going to have to toss a nuke. So let's just hit somewhere where we show Russia. We'll nuke them back, but it ain't going to be too bad. And hopefully they'll understand that we really didn't mean anything. We just had to do this. So you nuke a city in Russia thinking, well, you know, they'll understand not to hit us back. You think Russia's not going to hit you back? 
they're going to be sitting there telling their people, we didn't toss that nuke. Somebody else did. We've just been hit. We got to strike. And the next thing you know, would you like to play a game? You know, we're tossing nukes all over the world. Well, Joe, that's just fanciful stupidity. Is it? When was the last time you reviewed how World War I started? <laughs> Those who do not know history are doomed to live the life of a child forever. So me, being who I am, I'm like, you know, this is all stupid. I shouldn't bring this book out. It's the effects of nuclear war, Office of Technology Assessment, Congress of the United States. This is not a timely book. I, I shouldn't be looking at what you, you, you don't know about this. We've covered this once before. You, you weren't in that show. Well, Joe, if we start nuclear war, everybody. And, and it's not. No, it's not what this says. The, the, Charlie could pop in here. He'd probably tell you more about this. This is his wheelhouse. All right. All right, Charlie. What happens if we if the military types in the world? Military types start tossing nukes at each other. Do we all die? No. Most of us die, right? No, actually, quite survivable. And de depending upon where you live, where you're, where you're living, I mean, there will be people. You know, it, it'll be pretty devastating. But if you're in the cities, but uh, except if you're living around nuclear silos or hardened military sites uh, within you know, a couple hundred miles of them. Um, yeah, you'll, you'll be fine. I mean, unless you're, you know, like in New York city or DC or a target city. Of course, that's why I'm glad I live so close to our local air base because. Yeah. You're I, in more trouble than I am. My, my house will be done. Well, not necessarily. Well, it depends on how big. I doubt Tyndall will collect anything bigger than a 10 megatonner. And that's only a 35 mile yeah. overpressure that you have to worry about. So depending on the CEP of that weapon, yeah. You might make it if it misses yeah, towards St. Joe's side. I, I don't want to make it. But <laughs> <clears throat> that's what I'm hoping. But then again, I, I do have a house of brick and time, distance, shielding. Uh, I know all those things. And it's it, in that little book that you were just showing. It uh, shows you how to survive said nuclear blasts. And... Uh, there's a little news flash for you folks. If you make it through the first two weeks, yep. you're probably going to survive the war. You probably survive unless you really got a big dose. But uh, usually, if you if you make it through the two weeks, you're you're pretty much good to go. And unless you live in a major city or around a base within 20 miles, 20, 25, 30 miles of that base, chances are you're going to survive. Yeah. Hey, Charlie. Yes. Please don't leave me alone with Joe. <laughs> Well, that's all right. If this happens, I mean, we're not going to be on the air. Yeah, we won't, we won't be on the, be no more air. the only people that will be on the air is those people who have ham radios that are still using vacuum tubes. <laughs> As a matter oh. of fact. Yes. <laughs> that, is, that is a fact. Yep. Those who live in the Stone Age, yes. analog world will survive. The analog world will survive. Oh. If you have an electronic ignition, forget your car. Now. Now, oh. if you have an old well, that's okay, point and distributor well, and stuff like that, your car will still run. It, it, not entirely, folks, though. I mean, like Charlie was saying, if you are in EMP shadows, it, it, and there will be, but in a massive exchange, there'll be few of those. Yeah, yeah, but there will be some vehicles that are just for freak of nature, like if you're in 
four floors down in an underground parking garage, there's a chance your vehicle might survive. Yeah. But there'll be few but, and far between. you got to find a gas pump. That oh, no. And then you got to survive all the people that are going to be wanting to liberate you of your vehicle. Well, that too. We're talking about happy, happy, joy, joy stuff here. Yeah, today. yeah. This is, yeah. And we all think that this has got nothing to do with anything. Well, you know that little book that we all like to read because we're religious wackos? <laughs> Does anybody want to talk about the book of Zechariah? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you shushing me, Charlie? You know we got 25 minutes to kill. Yeah, well, we're, be careful because there's there's a possible problem with translation in there. Oh, you mean it might not be a woman in that basket? No, it might not be a woman. What could it be? Well, there, there's this thing called a hirik and a tere. Oh, don't get too technical. What but might it be in the basket? There are two little vowels, and it's all you have to do is erase ones. one little dot, and it changes from a woman into fire. Oh, there could be fire in a 10-gallon basket with a lead lid that's wickedness. Yeah. And it flies around on these little flying fly, cylinders that are about 35 yeah, it feet long. flies around on a scroll. Mm -hmm. And then it goes to places where it consumes everything, and, the wood and the stone, and it even remains overnight. And, and oh, by the way, the dimensions of that megillah that it talks about in zechariah yeah they fit a sky are the exact dimensions of yeah a sky, yeah coming on the board by beverly dalton this is like the walking dead it's not the zombies you have to worry about it's the living that wants your stuff yes it is <laughs> yeah. by the way we're talking about zechariah i know that it could be modern people reading into zechariah except that there are several places in zechariah that support the idea of a nuclear exchange because there's also he also talks about a plague in which the person's body is consumed while they're still standing. Your flesh is just right off your bones before your body hits the ground. And not only does it affect man, it affects all the beasts of the field. Now, there's no known plague known to man like that uh, until 1945. Now we know of a plague that will do exactly that. It'll even burn your shadow into the ground. So, yeah, Zechariah might be, and, and then it does tell us that, you know, the world's going to be judged by fire the next time. And, and then that in the battle of Gog and Magog and Ezekiel, did you ever notice, Charlie, that when the bodies of the soldiers are found, you have to mark them and stay away from them. Otherwise, if you play with them, you die. And they're collected by a special group of people who bury them all in one place and you can't travel through that graveyard anymore. So I don't know. It could just be that we're misinterpreting using modern understandings, but we are talking about end times prophecies that are dealing with the final battles of mankind before the return of the Messiah. And we are talking about, they. have you looked at the nuclear clock, doomsday clock lately? They got that thing as close to midnight as it's been since the um, Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah, yeah, it's... So, comment from Genevieve Thomas on the board. North Korea is supplying Russia with arms. We should be aware of this and know what's going on in this war. We are at war with the communists, just not on our soil. Yes, we've been in a proxy war with Russia since Obama. Glenn Beck's people proved that back when, you know, we were giving them money and Ukraine had the DNC's servers and all sorts of crap going on over there, folks. 
the world is not what it appears to be. We live in a matrix. And most of the people who think they're red-pilled are at best purple-pilled. <laughs> John Quest says, 90 seconds to midnight. You must have just checked, huh, John? That's pretty darn close. It hasn't been that close in a long time. Um, None of what I'm telling you today, thanks, Charlie, is what they're doing is they're pushing for the Bubba effect. And people will poo-poo this. If you try to look it up, you're going to find most, most fact-checkers tell you it's just a conspiracy theory. Problem is it comes right out of the United States military. There was a guy in the military that was explaining it to Glenn Beck. And this is, gosh, 10, 15 years ago. This goes back a ways. And at the time, because I was still in Lynn Haven, at the time, the Air Force Times was running a story about they, they were preparing, you know, Obama was president. They were preparing for the zombie wars, the food apocalypse and zombie war. And there was a military exercise run. And there were people pretending to be the zombies, the food zombies. Did you got something there, Charlie? No, I'm just uh, tracking. I, I thought I, you... I, I've heard that story. Yeah, it was in the Air Force I, I, Times. It, it was a real, real, it was deal. A real deal. Well, what that was was a stand-in for food riots. They they called it zombie wars, but it was a stand-in for food riots. They were preparing for this. They've been preparing for food shortages for a long time. Well, folks, do you know what happens if Bill Gates tells all of his farmland and China tells all their farmland at the same time to plow their crops under? We've got a food shortage in this country overnight because those two own good googly moogly well over half of the farm pro, uh, farmland in this country well over half between the two of them and monsanto probably owns the rest of it they're not enough small independent family farmers left to survive to support this country anymore that's been done over decades by design they've been putting the small independent farmer out of business for decades on purpose all of this is every bit of this is planned Jeez, we should <laughs> Charlie, our exit today is going to be a five-minute video from the X-Files. We're not going to have the standard exit. We're just going to go play that video. Well, I, meh, no, forget that. But the last time we played it, guys, I don't know what to do with this anymore. I, I, I don't. I know. I don't. I just. Nothing to see here. Move along. It's, it's all, it's all nuts. You know, I'm, I'm full of it. Just move along. Everybody just gone, gone about your daily business. It's all over with, man. You know, the world's just, eh, there you go. Rant over politics. It's not what it seems to be. I guarantee that much. The one thing I know for sure, whatever they tell you it is, it isn't that I know that I know. I've been alive long enough. And, you know, Rush Limbaugh used to say wisdom is uh, intelligence guided by experience. I That's a good secular definition. I don't agree with it. Um, my definition is wisdom is experience, you know, intelligence and, and experience guided by the fear of God, Yahweh. But I've got a little bit of intelligence. I got two or three gray cells still bouncing around, functioning up there between my ears. And I've got 57 something years of experience and I've kind of paid attention to the world for most of it. And what I've learned over these years is that if a politician's mouth is moving, he's lying, she's lying. And whatever the heck they tell me is going on by definition, then that means they're lying. And if the media puts it forward saying, yep, this politician said that now I got two witnesses telling me they're lying. 
So I'm not going to believe anything they tell me. And my talking heads in the media, you know, Bongino and Beck and Hannity and et cetera, and Levin, et cetera, et cetera. I don't believe them either. I, I'm not saying that they're intentionally lying to me. You know, Bongino and Beck probably confused doing the best they can with what they have available. I'll give them a little bit of grace. I won't give Hannity any at all. Hannity's just a Republican shill. If you're part of the Republican apparatus, you know exactly what's going on, which means Levin too. I don't, I don't trust any of it. I don't trust Trump. Got myself in a lot of trouble on the Rio Norte line. <laughs> Excuse me. Blog page I helped build. And uh, this was back 2014, 2015, shortly after Trump announced. I told people, he's not going to be what you think he is. Turned out to be I was right. I said he'd get into an ideological crisis and he'd choose wrong. He did. 2020, when they locked us down, I told people I got in trouble there too. And some of you will remember this from Steve Nichols' radio show, Morning Drive with Steve Nichols. I got in a lot of trouble. I told people the world has changed forever. It's not going back to normal. Everybody told me, Joe, you're just a conspiracy theorist. Let me ask you something. Have you gone back to the way the world was before COVID lockdowns? Have you? If you said yes, you're lying to yourself. Has the world gone back? No, it never will. Case in point, have you noticed how many things you go to the grocery store that in 2019, you would have never had a problem. They were there on the shelves and they're not there now. Yeah, I couldn't get my jalapeno chips the other day. Oh, it's worse than that, Jim. Have you ever gone to the grocery stores in the afternoon and the shelves are all bare? Oh, yeah. Yes, well, it yeah. used to be those things got restocked two and three times a day. Not anymore. Not anymore. You are being eased into Venezuela. Yep. Because if I slowly boil you, you won't revolt. Your world changed thanks to Donald Trump. Well, Joe, he could. Yes, he could. You can't blame it all on Donald Trump. Actually, yes, I could. He was the president of the United States. Everything changed because of BLM and Antifa and the riots and his lockdown. Had he not locked us down and they started the riots, he had legally sent the military to shut it down. He could have done that. These were people using terror for the expressed purpose of destroying the United States of America. They said it by the constitutional definition. That was sedition. You mean all enemies, foreign and domestic, mean something? Yes. Oh. And by the constitutional definition, that was sedition, and he had the authority to shut that down. You know why he couldn't have done that if he'd have wanted to? That would have led him to the Democratic National Committee, the Democratic Party. And as soon as he latched hold of the Democratic Party, you know who that would have led him to? The Republican National Committee. And you know what that would have led to? Revolution in the country. Because the people would have finally realized that Carol Quigley was right. And then you'd have had a Bubba effect along the order that certain class members want. One that wouldn't end the way they expect it to. They're trying to push for a Bubba effect that they can control. But if they had exposed themselves in the process of doing this for the whole nation to see, well then, that's one they can't control. And how do I know that all this is true? Well, Glenn Beck told you a long time ago. He said, these people study revolution. All the way back to Woodrow Wilson and earlier, 
But Wilson's where we can put the bulk of this because that's where it really got its germination in this country. But it started with Marx. The left only studies revolution. Well, why? The left is about chaos, lawlessness. Who is the father of chaos and lawlessness in this country, in this world? Well, Satan, right? Isn't Satan leading a revolution or trying to? So that the father of revolution, well, Joe, the founding fathers were revolutionaries. No, they weren't. We call it a revolution, but it wasn't. All they were doing was filing a legal document. Go look at the Declaration of Independence. It is a legal complaint in the style of the international laws of the time. And it even says, we appeal to the judge of the universe. They wanted their rights under the charters that the king issued defended. That's all they were after. The revolution was actually a defensive war. It was self-defense against parliament and the king. It was a just war. That's not a revolution. John Quest looks more like pushing civil war with agencies labeling Trump's supporters as domestic terrorists in the largest military in our country now. Yep. By labeling you as a terrorist, they can now use the full Patriot Act against you. They have, when the FBI labeled us a terrorist because of this right here, because of this show and because of the name up here, they can now tap everything I do. They don't need a warrant anymore. See, they got around the Constitution. I mean, they didn't, but they did. Why do we get away with this? Well, it's all about the Constitution, Joe. No, no, not anymore. Constitution's dead, folks. If you tell me it isn't, you're a you're blue-pilled, solidly blue-pilled. This is about the Declaration now, folks. And you cannot get back to the Declaration of Independence without going through the Great Awakening. That's what this is all about. The road to Concord and Lexington Green came through Moses and the Exodus, came through the cross, came through the destruction of Jerusalem, which drove the gospel out into the world, and the Torah went out from Zion. It came through the prophecies of Ephraim, pushing them west, 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 west. Came to the seed of this new nation. Came through the Reformation. Came through the Great Awakening. It came through the religious sentiments that realized that this nation is new Israel, and they did not mean replacement theology. They meant the land that was promised to Ephraim, where he would regrow his strength, and he did. And he stood up, and he became the most powerful nation that the world has ever seen. But it wasn't so that we could exercise power like the secular Jews are looking for, King David, like the secularists want. It was so specifically so Ephraim could re Recognize and reestablish the physical nation of Israel in 1948. And that's what we did. And since that time, we have been in decline, as we must be. And Israel has been on the ascendancy. And if you understand your biblical prophecies, and you understand the pattern in, prophet, in, the, in the prophets, it's right there in human history. It's right there staring you in the face. You're watching the kingdom grow and you're going through the birth pains and the majority of self-professed believers don't even see it, at least not clearly. If you want to know what's going on in Congress right now, go read Jonathan Kahn's books. Latest one, the Hosea or Hosea Manifesto. Oh my God. 
even if he's wrong about the specifics, he's got the patterns dead, bang, jack. Some of what's going on right now is 3,000 plus years old. Nothing's changed. Nothing new under the sun, same as it ever was. We're going to jet out of here just a few minutes early, folks. We love each and every one of you. We thank you for being here. We hope you enjoyed the day. A little political. Wasn't as exciting as I was hoping it would be because I didn't realize how much trouble I was going to have keeping a muzzle on my mouth. But I really wanted to say bad words and go full Marine today. I managed not to do that. It's not easy to do. We love you. We hope we're helping. If we are, please spread the word of the show. Share it directly. Send the link to people. Tell them, give us a little time. Y'all enjoy the weekend. We're going to be off on Monday. Y'all stay safe. Hopefully, you'll get yourself to church Sunday or the Sabbath, but hopefully sooner or later, you'll recognize the Sabbath. Um, If you are of the mind to do so, we wouldn't mind too much. We'd be very appreciative if you'd go to the donut page, also known as a donate page. What we're looking for is $5 a month, reoccurring donation. Buy me a cup of coffee every month or Charlie or buy Caitlin. We don't know who she is. Buy Natasha some donuts. Did that one on purpose that time, Natasha. Still didn't tell them your last name. So, you know, they don't know your face unless they watch us on Sunday. In which case, then you're out in the world reading all day long. So, <laughs> we, don't, we only do Sundays every once in a while. Yeah. You're, they're, you they're want coming to, to take, expose me, don't you? They're coming to take you away. Oh, <laughs> to the way farm where life is beautiful all the time. And you'll Congratulations. Be I can drag you with me while they drag me away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll take over. <laughs> oh, that actually might work in our favor. Yep. And when we're in the Looney Fan barn, we, we get to a point where we just start yelling, I want a trash bag. And they'll bring us trash bags. We full of full of helium, time to our chair, and we float out of the asylum. And then our friends will meet us on the outside, and we'll all jump into a helicopter and be a old. Cl- scream that he doesn't fly and we'll give him a cup of milk you know a glass of milk and everything will be good until he wakes up <laughs> and we're still in the air <laughs> try to tell you folks i'm not wound too tight we'll see y'all next week y'all take care stay safe uh tuesday tuesday bye-bye